Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Ross M., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, June 16, 2023. Today we're reading from the big book. We're on page 87, Into Action, and we're reading a paragraph that states, We usually conclude this period of meditation, starting with that and ending with, you can easily see why. We're just reading that one paragraph. Today's readers are, so for the steps, we have Sue L., the traditions, Jill P., our first readers, Anne-Marie M., reading page 164 is Katie G., backup readers, Judith S.P., newcomer readers, Leslie M., and a second-hour host is Karen K. The reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, June 16, 2023, 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting was 20,355-20355. The 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting, 20,356-20356. The OA preamble of Readers Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. Always not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and try to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and a practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. I asked Jill L, I mean Sue L, to read the 12 steps of OA. Good morning and thank you, Sue L, um, compulsive overeater in Texas. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, 
having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. I'll pass. Next up is Jill P. with the traditions. Good morning, everybody. Jill P. from New Jersey uh, with the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to do service. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a, read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and then you, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one on mute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study in the big book. We're on page 87. We're reading a paragraph that says, we usually conclude the period of meditation and it ends with, you can easily see why. Right. And I will ask Anne-Marie M. to start us off. Good morning, Russ. This is Anne-Marie M. in South Carolina. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, um, and the obsession of uh, the food has been taken away from me um, through God's grace. We usually concluded the period of meditation with a prayer that we be shown all through the day 
what our next step is to be, that we be given whatever we need to take care of such problems. We ask especially for freedom from self-will and care to make no requests for ourselves only. We may ask ourselves, however, if others will be helped. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that, and it doesn't work. You can easily see why. And I would like to um, reference page, well, let me just start with um, there's two prayers that I see in here. Um, whenever I hear the word ask um, in the readings of in the big book, it's, it's a prayer. Um, and uh, the first one, well, the first is, is an ask, but I, a prayer that um, we be shown all through the day what our next step is to be. And I practice this during the day when I'm not sure what I should do next. I mean, just simple things through the day. Um, um, I pause and I ask and what it, it is just so helpful. Now, I don't do it 100 percent. Believe me. But when I do, my day goes so much more smoother than when I just plow in and do what I think is the best thing to do. And this uh, next uh, prayer, um, ask, we ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no requests for my, ourselves only. And, you know, that last sentence, it says many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that. You know, yeah, I wasted a lot of time asking God to take this away from me. Take this Please take this uh, compulsive eating desire away from me. If if you you know if if I don't compulsively overeat, you know God today, you know I'll do whatever you want. And um, I was praying the, the the wrong way. I was praying. I was telling God what I wanted Him to for Him to do for me, without regard of how I might be helpful to others. And today I pray, you know, for God's will to be done. And it says here on page 13, I want to reference um, the bottom of page 13, never was I to pray for myself except as my request bore on my usefulness to others. Then only I might expect to receive. And so it's like with that third step prayer, you know, I I humbly um, give myself to God. here, Here I am, God, do whatever you want with me. And it's not about me. It's not about what I'm going to get anymore. It's I. I am here to serve God, and I am in such a different space, that place than I was when I was in the food. Because when I was in the food, it was always all about me. God, get me out of this. Please help me. And my prayers, I thought, were um, were good, but they were all about me, and they weren't about doing God's will. And the other thing is that I I pray that um, I, I am to be of service to other people. I want to be helpful. I don't want to be one who um, is just trying to uh, fix, um, get myself fixed so that I feel better. And um, uh, my head is kind of really foggy today. I have so much more I want to say about our paragraph, but I'm going to pass and it's my turn. Anyway, so thanks, Russ. Thanks, Anne Marie. So we're going to open up the line for sharing. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day. Um, I'll let you know if I can hear you or not. And uh, 
one at a time, and we'll get this thing rolling. Who would like to share? Linda D. Linda D. Linda. Janice Jen A. I heard Janice too. Harlan G. Harlan. Felicia B. Felicia. Linda D. I got you. Jen A. Yeah, I got you, Jen. Oh, thanks, Russ. We could take a couple more. Nancy R. Nancy. Barbara G. All right, Barbara. That's going to nail down the first first crew. So we got Linda D, Jen A, Janice P M, Harlan G, Felicia D, Nancy R, and Barbara G. You're up, Linda. Hi, everybody. It's Linda D. in Connecticut. I'm so very, very relieved to be with you and to learn with you how to live life in a happy way, in a healthy way, in this wonderful meeting. It's a a remarkable meeting. Um, I like the reading. I I didn't understand this at first, but I understand it better now. I've been aware of it a while. Um, it says uh, we, uh, when we're meditating, we ask to be shown all through the day. I don't do that in the morning, ask to be shown all through the day, and then go on my way. I literally ask all the time, what do you want me to do next? Over and over and over. I'm tired of being lost, confused and self-destructive. The only thing that I don't understand one thing here. So maybe you can help me with it. Um, It says you ask nothing for yourself only. Um, There have been times I didn't have food, literally didn't have food. I certainly asked God for it. It wasn't selfish. I was sure it wasn't. God is my source, my resource. So um, one has to be very careful, but either God is my resource or God isn't. And as long as I'm not ripping anybody off and pushing the universe around, I'm going to ask. So that's my take on it. And thanks for listening. Bye-bye. I pass. Thanks, Linda. Next up is Jen A. followed by Janice P.M. Hey, Russ. Good morning. Thanks so much for taking the meeting today and for being of service. My name is Jen A., uh, recovered by God's grace and mercy. Thank you, Lord, uh, for saving a girl like me today. Wow, what an awesome paragraph. I'm concluding the period of meditation with a prayer. Prayer is key for me today. You know, this is the spiritual directive um, in my life, and Step 11 really helps me to see that. Um, What do I want him to show me through the day? You know, give me whatever I need, Lord, and just keep asking. And, you know, before I came into this program, like it's been so um, beautifully stated um, in the opening share this morning, uh, my whole prayer was for my own selfish list of needs. 
give me this, give me that. Um, you know, I remember when I was a little kid, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And we would joke and say, I ask, you know, for my toys not to break by morning. It was just, it was goofy, you know, and, and that's just, that's how it was. Today, I need more than that. I need a deep spiritual connection to a power greater than myself that's going to restore me to sanity, not just in the morning. Yeah, I seek God early and I seek God often, but I need God through the entire day. So um, this paragraph really taught me um, on page 99 of the 12 and 12 what that prayer is, and it's the St. Francis prayer. Um, and, you know, those it, it, the prayer is just beautiful, and I have just been praying it this last week um, through some difficult situations at work. Um, asking God to show me to go in and help me to be a channel of peace. That's the first part of it. You know, it asks about, um, you know, help, help me, Lord, to be peaceful, loving, have a spirit of forgiveness, be harmonious when I walk in the door at work. And then it goes on uh, to talk about truth and faith and hope and light. Like, it just gives me something to strive for. Um, it gives me a way to look at my day and say, you know, God, help me out in this day to be who you want me to be. Shape me, make me, and mold me um, into that girl that is, um, you know, going to go out and be of service to you and all your kids. So I love this prayer. Um, you know, at the end, he talks about uh, comforting others rather than me needing to be comforted, understanding people than me needing to be understood, and loving other people rather than me being loved. It's a great prayer. If you haven't read it, like I said, it's on page 99 of the 12 and 12. You can find it online. It's St. Francis. Um, and, and then, you know, the other prayer that I pray um, throughout the day, like I said so often, um, is the one that I really need. Thy will not mine be done. It's a good reminder for me that I am not here to do my will or what I want. I'm here to do the will of the Father, whatever he assigns me to do. You know, back on pages 60 to 63 when I'm talking about being the actress wanting to run the show and creating havoc or being really sweet, that can be me on a daily basis, recovered or not. And I just need all these prayers to take with me. So um, I will, not mine, be done. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Jen. Next up is Janice PM, followed by Harlan G. Well, good morning to you. Um, my name is Janice PM, and I am a uh, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater living in Massachusetts. Well, you know, this paragraph tells us, suggests exactly what to do, exactly what to do. And, you know, there's three kinds of prayer and meditation that we've been discussing. And you say, well, you know what? It seems like so much to do. But you know what? It doesn't take very long. It truly doesn't. Um, it's pretty quick. You know, um, you do your nighttime prayer. It takes about five minutes, not even. And, you know, the awakening in five minutes. And then, you know, the daytime ones in seconds, really. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. And you know why I do this? Because I am a compulsive overeater, and I only have a daily reprieve. And what does that mean? For me, it means it's a suspension of a death sentence. That's what reprieve means. Now, if I don't do this minimum, these are minimum prayers. I mean, uh, some days I do more. And uh, 
at night I do more. It, 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 there's no one way, but at least this is given a suggestion um, to teach us, to guide us how to do this. And most of us that are recovered do this. We follow this plan and uh, we get the results um, because the main job of this big book makes it very clear that my purpose is to help others not to waste my time thinking and talking about myself. That's the purpose. So I also say the uh, seventh step prayer, because in that prayer, it tells us, it asks us to ask my higher power how to, um, you know, how to pray to be useful to others. Uh, let me just see. I have things calling. Um, useful to others um, and to God. So these suggestions are <laughs> a dynamite. It doesn't take long, believe me, because we have to. I have to set aside all the hassles and the noise of the world, really, to focus and listen to my God. It takes a few minutes, you know. I get. I have to ask Him for the knowledge of His will, what He wants me to become and to be. And, and help me understand better his plan for me, for the purpose for my life. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thanks. Thanks, Jen. Next up is Harlan G., followed by Felicia D. Can't hear you there, Har. Star one, buddy. I doing better now? There you go. All right. Thanks, Russ, for taking the meeting. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. What we're looking at in this paragraph is pure Oxford group. And when this paragraph was first written, uh, Hank Parkhurst, who was Bill's partner in, in, in everything, you know, at that time, he put a, a red box around the paragraph and he says, Bill, comma, too groupy, too groupy, meaning the Oxford group. Let's take a look at the four absolutes and then let's see what's reflected on page 13 and 87. The four absolutes are unselfishness. We're not praying for ourselves. We're praying for others. Absolute purity. We're coming to God with a pure heart saying, I want what I want, but I'm going to put it aside. Absolute love. I trust you to take care of me, God. Absolute honesty. Uh, Honesty being, I'm very human, God. I want what I want, and I'm trusting that you will take care of me. But let's take a look. We have the four absolutes, and we have page 13. It says, I was det- this is both step 11. On page 13, Bill is taking step 11. He says, I was to test my thinking by the new God consciousness within. Common sense would thus become uncommon sense. I was to sit quietly when in doubt, meditate, asking only for direction and strength, prayer, to meet meet my problems as he would have me. And that's reflected where it says we ask God what, what steps we should take throughout the day, what our next step is to be. And never was I to pray for myself. What's reflected on page 87 is we may ask for our, uh, I'm sorry, we are careful to make no requests for ourselves only except as my useful 
my request made more usefulness to others. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends, except when others will be helped here. Um, then only might I expect to receive, and that would be in great measure. So we have pure Oxford group here, pure Oxford group, unselfishness, purity, love, and honesty. This paragraph right here is the blood and guts of step 11. When they're talking about meditation, they're not talking about the type of meditation most of us are familiar with. They are talking about sitting quietly. That is their form of meditation, just sitting quietly. And when they sit quietly, they receive that direction. They receive that inspiration. And they receive that direction as to what to do next. So if you look at 13 and you look at 87 and you look at some of what's on page 63 in the third step promises, you see exactly the same theme. You see exactly the same Oxford group racing through there, and this is a beautiful, this is the blood and guts of 11. Once again, just before I go, the four absolutes of the Oxford group, unselfishness, absolute purity, absolute love, and absolute honesty, as they are reflected in this paragraph on page 87 and the paragraph on page 13 and elsewhere. And with that, Russ, I will pass. Thank you so much. Thanks, Harlan. All right, before Felicia D comes up, I just want to let you know where we're at. We're on page 87, and we're reading. We usually conclude this period of medica medication, meditation, and ending with you can easily see why. Just that one paragraph. So we have Felicia D coming up, followed by Nancy R. Hi, can you hear me? Yep. Okay, thank you. My name is Felicia. I'm a compulsive reader recovered in, in Rhode Island. Um, I think, you know, for many years, trying to work this program, and even within the, the initial part of this, this abstinence of mine, all throughout the fall, um, I was saying this prayer, but I was also giving in my prayers a list of what I wanted God to do with this idea that if these things happened, and if I was good enough, i.e. staying abstinent, working the tools, that I was going to get these rewards. And the change is now trying to realize that everything has to, has to be set aside and that God's going to tell me what I need. He knows what my rewards are. And I like that in, in 7 it says, you know, remove defects, but I don't even know, it says in there, like, what's good and what's bad. Sometimes what I think is a defect is actually something that's helping me, and something I think is good is actually a character defect. So I really need God to figure it out and to sort it, and I need not to have these opinions for myself. Um, when I take the time to be quiet, I've, I get these messages that I would never get on my own. And Often it's followed by my own self, like, wait, you want me to do what? Or, wait, is that you? Or it's this very surreal thing that my brain could never be slow enough to hear him, you know? It would follow, in February, one of the first ones was very simple. What if you were just quiet? I'm very... 
rarely quiet. And I'm not, I'm human, so I'm not successful at it very often. But when I have these moments that I'm able to be quiet and I can link some of the moments together, there's space for me to hear what my higher power might be trying to tell me or some guidance that there might might be there, something I need to give up, something I need to consider doing differently, something. And when I'm quieter with my family, it gives them a chance to talk, to share their ideas, to be them. And I see a huge change in my marriage and this experience. Today, in my quiet time, something was presented to me and how I send my food and my schedule, the timing of it, my sponsor. Um, none of that can happen if I don't take this time and ask God what the next right thought or the next right deed should be. I can get revved up. My body holds a lot of trauma, and so something can trigger me during the day, and I feel like someone's put the gas pedal on. And that's the hardest time for me to go to God and to try to get quiet. But it's the most Sorry. beneficial. Sorry. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks, Felicia. Next up is Nancy R. and then Barbara G. Hi, this is Nancy R., recovered compulsive overeater from um, Illinois. I uh, just feel grateful to be on this call with all of you this morning and to be recovered and abstinent and sane. And, you know, that's happening because um, of these steps and because. I do this um, connection with my heart power upon awakening. And I'm so grateful um, because my mind wants to race off to other things. And as I'm doing this connection with God in the morning, it's back and forth and back and forth. And what I'm thinking about and worrying about. And um, and then giving it back to God. Um, And to be shown all throughout the day what my next step is to be and to be given whatever um, I need to take care of such problems. Okay. I'm in. Thank you. Cause I am not running the show. I want to run the show, but me running the show doesn't work. So, you know, higher power, please show me throughout the day what my next step is to be. And, um, I've, uh, surrendered, lately to asking God throughout the day more what's next God and it's very simple it's three little words and it's the pause and pray and proceed I pause and say what's next God I can give room for um, that intuitive thought or decision that we've read about and, um, you know, it, it comes, it comes and I stop worrying even if it's just for a second and, um, and then, you know, hopefully I give it back to God again. And, um, so what's next God is to be sharing on this meeting and then uh, what's next, God, is I'm going for a bike ride. I've been wanting to go for a bike ride for a while. And, um, you know, I didn't ask for that. Uh, it just is coming. 
um, like, it's just time. Let's do this. So my higher power and I are going for a bike right after the meeting. And um, then hopefully I'll ask what's next and be led. Thanks. Thanks, Nance. Next up is Barbara G. Hi, my name is Barbara G. I'm a compulsive overeater calling from Italy. Thank you, Ross, for your service and for giving me the chance to be at this meeting with you all. And um, I was, um, what this paragraph is uh, reminded me is um, that uh, prayer is uh, the most important action to me and that everything begins with prayer. And uh, but it, it, it's always a process. Um, what I mean by that is that uh, I was looking at this paragraph this morning as uh, one of the final paragraphs of step 11 in this part of the book. But I went up at the beginning before step 11 started, and I saw two words that caught my attention, which were God chances and sixth sense. That's why I need to do step 11, because I need to be God conscious. And uh, so, as I was listening to this here, I really looked at my experience with this step and this meditation that is followed by prayer, and uh, I saw that I am able to pray, to say that prayer that this paragraph talks about, which is mainly God I will be done, and as far as I understand it, and for what I do. But for me to arrive to say that prayer, I first need to have trust in my higher power, and I need to have surrendered everything completely to him. So I really see myself that before um, saying that prayer with my heart, before saying, God, thy will be done, I first need to is the previous step and have put uh, all fears in his hands all shortcomings, uh, turn them over to you, and, uh, and the channel must be free. And uh, um, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing, I, I'm saying this because uh, um, I'm really noticing that once I turn everything to my higher power with that trust, and in my case, that has only come by experience, and experience only, and the factual experiments that have have showed me that God not only cares about me, but he loves me infinitely and protects me over everything and has plans for me that go beyond my wildest dreams. I needed quite some proof about that, and he has given them all. And now, yeah, I that prayer comes from my heart, but still every day is a new day, and still every day I wake up with fears, with some things that I need to turn over, and that's so first I need to turn everything over to him, and then I can say, that will be done, not mine. And, uh, and usually, yes, then through the day, the time is open, and I know if I need to go right or left, but I have to have two big ears open, and uh, the heart always turn to him. Thank you, and I'll pass. Thanks, Barbara. All right. So before we open up the lines for sharing again, we are in, in into action. Uh, page 87, 
we usually conclude this period of meditation and we are ending with you can easily see why just that paragraph and as we shared in the past couple of days please step back allow other fellows to share who would like to share on this joe m joe roz g lisa c lisa Probably could take about two more looking at, at the time, but I'm not the greatest mathematician here. <sighs> Don't be shy. Katie F. Katie. Good morning, Letty C. What, what was your name one more time again? It's, it's Letty G from Nevada. Oh, laddie, laddie. I'm sorry. No worries. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go with this. Joe M, Roz G, Lisa C, Katie F, Laddie G. And if we have time, we'll take more. Joe M, you're up. Thank you, Ross, for your service. Can you hear me? Okay. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Hi, my name is Joe M, and I'm a compulsive overeater in Minnesota. We ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no request for ourselves only. We may ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. You know, and I think, what is a selfish end? A selfish end is something that benefits me and me alone. It has nothing to do with anybody else. It's only myself, and I am not to ask for that. And I understand this program not to be about me getting for myself. It's a paradox. I came to the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous because of myself, but I stay in Overeaters Anonymous based on what I can do for others. It's this paradox. And in doing for others, that is how I get for myself. Um, and I think, about, I think about the language of step 12, and that's the last step in the list. Um, and what am I supposed to do with that? I'm going to have a spiritual awakening as the result of this step. And then I'm supposed to do two things with that. I'm supposed to carry the message to other compulsive overeaters. And I'm supposed to practice these principles in all of my affairs, neither of which have anything to do with my selfish end. It has to do with using the spiritual awakening, using the self to do for others. So this passage here of, uh, really reinforces that. And I love I love how they make this so clear and simple. And I will pass. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. Next up is Roz G, followed by Lisa C. Good morning. I'm Roz G. I'm a compulsive overeater in Palmdale, California. Thank you, Russ. I love hearing your voice and for everybody's share this morning. Um these 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 pages have you know revolutionized my life they've changed me uh because you know um i used to my prayers were a list of what i wanted and what i thought i needed and directing god on you know what i think i should have and god has answered all of my prayers um sometimes i like the answer and sometimes I don't like the answer. But 
my definition of, of God is kind, loving, caring God with a sense of humor. And I truly believe that God wants my best, has my best interests at heart. And God is loving and kind enough to say no or wait or I have something better for you. So as with the other shares, my prayer life has changed. Um, I sit and listen. Um, a lot, of my, you know, my morning meditation includes a little, you know, I have a little bell that I ring. It sounds like this. <laughs> and I ring the bell and I, and it, it just prompts me to sit and listen and get direction from God. And yeah, 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 I'm not going to lie. I have prayer requests. Uh, I don't ask for a million dollars anymore or, or uh, you know, other things that are just, you know, just completely selfish and self-centered. I don't, I don't ask for that stuff anymore because that, those things really are just a burden and a weight. So if I do have a prayer request, as it says here, you know, God, I desire to have a mate in my life, but, you know, make me the, a person that would be desirable and helpful and loving and kind so that I'm not just getting what I want, but that that person would have what they want too. And prepare that, you know, prepare me to be the woman that you would have me to be in that area of my life. And, you know, I'm thinking that I would like to retire soon. I'm getting really tired in my life. <laughs> but, you know, God, when I retire, give me a plan so that I can be of service to others and that um, I'm I'm not just, you know, taking up space on the planet, but that I'm giving back. So, I, you know, today it's true. I have selfish desires, but I turn them around and ask them to make them selfless so that when um, – I ask for them that other people are going to benefit from what my prayer requests are. And no matter what, God always gets his way in my life. And I, I'm very grateful for that. I don't want uh, what my head wanted before because all it got me into was selfish, self-centeredness, uh, compulsive overeating, overspending. Time. Just thank you. It was just not a good life. Today's a good life. Thank you. I passed. Thanks, Roz. Next up is Lisa C., followed by Katie F. Hi, good morning. This is Lisa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. Um, thank you so much to everyone who makes this meeting happen and for all of your voices. Um, I, I just wanted to share because, uh, you know, <clears throat> this, is, this is God's great trust exercise for us, right? God is standing behind me. And he's got his arms open and he's saying, fall back, I'm going to catch you. And I've got all my doubts and my human shortcomings and the worldly clamors, right? Um, but every time I fall back, he catches me. Um, and when I think about step 11, I also just think about how this is a fellowship. That word is used constantly in this program, right? So that means that as I pray for you, you pray for me. That's the trust exercise. I'm not going to pray for myself because if I am suffering and I am struggling, well, one of you fellows is going to hear me. One of you fellows is going to pray for me. And I think that's so powerful. 
as I pray for you, you pray for me. And when I pray to God and I'm, you know, and I'm finding myself struggling with something, you know, I'm like, God, I lost my temper with my kids again. Oh, I'm grumpy about work. You know, there's a lot of gossip flying around and I'm just finding myself in conversations that I should not be in. It's okay to go to God and say, God, relieve me. Right? That might sound selfish, but actually, you know, the suffering is not what God wants for me. Because if I am suffering, I am not of service, right? So um, I think there, that it's always helpful for me to parse out exactly what is meant by a selfishness in prayer. Um, and I, I, I just think that, um, you know, part of the beauty of the program is really, really just buying in um, and the things that won't nudge for me. For whatever reason, I just say, okay, God, this isn't nudging for me. What you know, there's a little, there's a little uh, blockage here. There's a void. Um, I'm gonna let you handle that in your time. I'll keep doing the things that that I can access right now. And yeah, and I mean, just an example of this is, uh, you know, I, I, um, yesterday I was walking out to get coffee, and I, I came back um, to my building and there was blood on the sidewalk and it was a lot and it was scary and I asked the security guards did something happen out there because it made it filled me with so much sadness and I immediately started praying for whoever whoever got hurt and he said oh he's okay he's okay he's in stable condition he's over at this hospital I said oh and then I said another prayer that I hope he heals fully right so like we can pray for people we don't even know you pray for everybody all the time and those prayers will come back because God is, is in the web. He sees it all. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Lisa. Next up is Katie F. Followed by Letty G. Good morning. This is Katie F., a recovered compulsive overeater. And this um, sentence, uh, we be shown throughout the day, through the day, what our next step is to be, that we be given whatever we need to take care of such problems. And, you know, so much of what I spend my time thinking about are things that have nothing to do with the here and now, with today, with what's going on right now. And throughout my life of recovery, of being in, the, in these rooms, you know, I've just um, practiced the idea of what is the next right thing to do? What is the next thing I need to do? Because I can get so wrapped up in, you know, the future and, or the past or the what ifs or, you know, just all those different things. And I've had serious things going on in my life that it feels, you know, like, what do you mean do the next right thing? Like, I've got to, I've got to fix this. And, you know, I don't, it turns out I don't majority of the time. I, when I step back and I say, has anybody asked me to do this? Did anybody ask my opinion about this? Is there really something that I am responsible for in this situation? The answer is so many times is no, you know, that, no, I'm just inserting myself into a problem or I'm wanting to fix it. I'm wanting to solve it for someone else. And I tend to just take myself way too seriously. And, you know, it sounds so um, just glib and like, you know, being irresponsible and not 
um, not helpful and not godly and not all these things to not worry. Um, but thank God, you know, I have, I recorded myself reading these pages and I listen to it every single morning um, that I can pause throughout the day and do the next right thing. And that is such a formula for serenity for me today. And I really believe that is God's will. And when there is something I need to do, I can do it. And with that, I'll pass. All right. Thanks, Katie. Next up is Letty G. Hi, this is Letty G, compulsive overeater, working on recovery. Uh, yeah, we usually conclude the period of meditation with prayer that we've shown all through the day what our next step is to be, that we be given whatever we need to take care of such problems. What a novel idea. This has been such a journey for me. I'm relatively new, and it's made such a difference in my life the few year, the few months that I have been doing this. As long as I com- completely um, surrender to this program and do what I'm supposed to be doing and um, do my prayer and meditation on a daily basis, I feel such freedom and I have always had God in my life but I never thought to ask for the freedom from the sugar and flour that was my crutch and um, everything that I do on a daily basis with with regard to my program has given me that um I love this program and I'm so, so grateful to everyone on this line because I'm learning so much and to everybody that does such service. And that's all I have. Thank you so much. God bless. Thanks, Letty. So we have time for, we could do two two minute share. So we'd like to do that. Joanne P. All right, Joanne P. Barbara A. And was that Barbara A? Barbara A. So two minutes apiece. Go ahead, there. Is it Joanne? Go ahead, Joanne. You're up. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for your service and your shares and. Yeah, thank you so much for these 12 steps in our program and these beautiful words that we're given every day to, um, yeah, just to be surrendered and to be abstinent and to know that God's there for us. He knows what we need. We really don't even have to ask him what we need. All we have to do is ask for the grace to trust his will in our life. 
because she knows what we need and I'm I'm just so thankful for the steps that we have been given and for his um, guidance and grace in all of this. So, yeah, that's all I wanted to say this morning is just thank you and thank you all for your beautiful shares and your thoughts on all these things. And with that, I pass. All right, thank you. Next up is Barbara A. Star one, Barbara. I'm sorry, this is Barbara. Thank you, Russ, for taking the meeting. Yep, you got two minutes. Um, Thank you. Um, prayer and meditation. I um I was I was born into a home where we learned prayer. Every morning, my every day I went to Catholic school, we learned how to pray. Meditation was something I thought I had to be taught how to do. I thought I had to go to classes, I thought I had to take on what the, uh, in the 60s and 70s, what everybody thought meditation was or is. And I, and I know that works for people. For me, I have found through this, this program that meditation for me is like someone said before, just quiet time. Quiet time to just listen to my higher power. And when I do that, I am directed at times to talk to others, to share to not keep something to myself. And recently I've been able to discover so much shame I've been hiding. And I only was able to do that because of meditation and taking the time just to to tease out and listen to what higher power was telling me. So I'm grateful, grateful for prayer and meditation and thank you for my time in the meeting. Thank you for this meeting. And I pass. All right. Thank you, Barbara. So it's kind of tight. We only have about 30 seconds. So let's cool. we're going to close the meeting here last year. And we thank everyone who shared today. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour study immediately following this closing. And today's share ID, share ID for Friday, June 16, 2023, 7 a.m. meeting is 20,358. That's 20358. Okay, so we will now close the, uh, close the, with the reading from the big book on page 164. Followed by the serenity prayer. Will KG please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Keep you until then. Sure thing. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G, recovered in Boston. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. 
The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then, thanks.